0: Carolyn, and Sarah, and I want to especially greet our partners. You are such a blessing to us, and really, you help us to reach the whole world. That's awesome, isn't it? And then I want to share a special testimony. Someone asked for healing from digestive and liver problems. She said, God has not only healed me, but he led me to watch your program and watch Dr. Bob So I can live in health. I like that. Living in health. Why
1: not? Absolutely. And you know, Mom, there are people watching that need healing in their bodies. Yes, they do. Just like she called and said, hey, I need healing. You might be watching right now. Maybe you have a need for healing in your digestion or with your liver. Maybe you've been recently diagnosed with... Uh, bad cancer or something from the doctor that just seems hopeless. And we would love to pray for you. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We love to pray and we know that God answers prayer. And maybe in your mind, you thought this is impossible. I can't do this. And that's true. You cannot. It says in Luke one thirty-seven, what is impossible with man is possible with God. So I just encourage you, let's give God the opportunity to be God. <laughs> man can do what they can do in the best of their intelligence, with the best of their efforts and designs, but God can go far beyond, exceedingly beyond anything that man can do. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. And in just a couple moments, we're going to be joining a really fun interview with Amy Carroll and Sherry Gregory. Oh my goodness, you will completely love this interview. (laughs) And they have a very fantastic book called Exhale. Do you ever find yourself kind of inhaling? (gasps) You're like waiting, wait for it, wait for it. Well, this book is about exhaling and living in the design that God has for you.
2: I don't have a safe place to sleep
3: on. I am scared. I don't have enough nutrition. I might starve. I live where there are little resources.
4: I don't have a safe place to deliver my baby. We live in a war zone. And then, saving Moses.
0: Saving Moses gave me a safe place to sleep at night. Saving Moses gave me the therapeutic milk I need to thrive.
4: Saving Moses provided someone to help me deliver my baby safely.
1: Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are thrilled to get some time with you. And I want to introduce to you some cool new friends that I've just met. And I want to let you know they are amazing. You're going to really like them. This is Amy. Thank you so much, Amy. And Carol and Sherry Gregory. Thank you so much for being with us. Amy, we're so happy her. to be I'm here. here. Delighted so sure. to be here. Totally good. And uh, you have a book called Exhale. You wrote it together. We did. Exhale, right? Instead of... <gasps> Uh, Do you ever feel like you're like holding your breath? (laughs) You're like, I can't exhale. We want you to watch this because this will really help you. So the motivation for this book, tell me, where did you kind of have the idea to come and write this book together?
5: Well, the idea started with me, but it ended the book. And so what happened was, is that I had this deep desire to communicate with women to really stop kind of frivolously um, spending their lives in unexamined ways and to really start intentionally investing their lives. And so I I thought, well, how would I do that? And, And I started thinking about what I would write and then I thought, and then I would quote Sherry on page three and on page five and page 10 and maybe I should write the book with Sherry. So I called Sherry up and I told her my idea and she said, here's the problem with your idea is that we speak to women who are reforming perfectionists. And so these women already have very, very long lists to do. What's a reforming perfectionist? It's women who want to do everything right for all the people all the time. Oh. Yeah. Exhausting. <laughs> right? So they already have really long lists. And she said, if we tell them what to do next, if we start with that, they'll just add it to their list and they'll fail again. Mm-hmm. And she said, it really sounds like what they need to do is to lose what they're not first and then love who they are and then they can live their one life well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that was genius. How did you come about that idea? And you said, well, this is actually <laughs>
2: You know, talking about being a a reforming perfectionist, I had had a book proposal several years earlier um, specifically on this lose your not, love who you are, live your one life well, and the publisher didn't want it. And so I felt like a failure Hmm. until Amy and I started our our podcast together, and then she came to me after we'd been doing it for a while, and she had this idea And uh, we realized that the reason that I had failed initially with it, it was, you know, sometimes rejection is protection, that I wasn't supposed to write that book. I like that. Rejection (laughs) is protection. I wasn't supposed to write it alone that we really needed to be able to write it together because I tend to be a little more problem focused and we we nickname, Amy's nickname is Action Amy because she wants to go straight into action. And so by putting it together, by helping women uh, do a little bit of groundwork first before launching into this way of investing themselves, Mm -hmm. um, it ended up being a
1: a really good collaboration. Mm -hmm. You might be watching right now and you might feel yourself just frazzled You might feel like you're, you are a reforming perfectionist. You might feel like you're on an endless gerbil wheel and you're like, how do I get off? How do I get off? How? So I want to encourage you. We would love to pray for you that God would help you. But I also want to encourage you to grab your copy of Exhale. This is a fantastic resource and I appreciate the honesty. I really appreciate the honesty in it because sometimes we read books that are like, Oh, you know, you should, and and sometimes they have a lot of platitudes, and, you know, and this doesn't have that. This doesn't have it at all. I like the honest, like, here's the raw thing, you know. So when when you kind of jumped into this, the very first part of it is um, you're not defined necessarily by your past and kind of losing some of that stuff. So why
5: did you start there? Well, <laughs> we both have so much to mm-hmm. say, but, um, We started there because so many of us are living with these very cluttered lives. I've really started thinking about how our heads and our hearts, many times as women particularly, we're asked to wear so many hats. We're trying to be all the things for all the people all the time. And it's almost like our heads and our hearts are like an episode of hoarders, that we have all this extra stuff going on in our lives that God never intended for us to do. And what it happens is it keeps us from actually doing what God has called us to do. We're, we're just doing the next thing that seems like an emergency. And so many of us, just like Sherry and I, feel like we're imploding under the pressures of our own lives. And so uh, we, we've learned a few things along the way, and we're still very much in process. We were discussing last night how the pandemic really mm-hmm. bubbled oh, some of these things up yes, for us again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we really are focusing on the woman who is putting the pressure
2: on herself. It's on the internal pressures. It's not so much about the external pressures. It's the woman who's awake at 2.37 in the morning and the things that she didn't get done yesterday, which I guess technically is now today because (laughs) it's 2.37 in the morning. And all of that is running through her head and she just can't figure out how to get a a grasp on it. And it's because she's doing too many things, many of which God did not invite her to do. Mm -hmm. They're good things, Mm -hmm. but they aren't God's things for her. And so, that's why some of those things need to go. And it's hard because we're loss averse. As humans, we don't like to let go. We don't like to lose things, but that is the first step to lose who you're not so that you can be who you are and love who you are, who God created us to be.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so good. Say that again, to lose. Lose who you're not so that you can love who
2: you are and be who God created you to be.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know you love it. Mm-hmm.
1: The other thing, too, when you think about losing who you are not, mm-hmm. what does that look like? I mean, because, like, you know, you think, well, I am this, I am this, I am, you know, and so I have uh, these ideas, like, I am a mom, I am a wife, I am a, a teacher, I am an employee, you know, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am on the PTO, PTA, you know, I am in the, you know, the uh, HOA board, you know, I am. So what,
5: I mean, how do we lose what we're not? How do we do that? Well, one of the things that we looked at a lot and that I think me in particular is that expectations have been just a real hard thing for me, both other people's expectations then, but then also my expectations of myself or, or even what I think mm-hmm. other people are expect of me that maybe they don't. And so I've really had to go through this process of being able to examine the expectations because there are two kinds of expectations. There are appropriate expectations, just like you said. I mean, we are called by God to do some things that aren't necessarily fun, It's not that, (laughs) right? Um, We have some duties and some obligations and some commitments on our plate that God has given us. And those are appropriate expectations. But then there are a whole list of inappropriate expectations, too. And those are the things that we're doing that God didn't necessarily give us just to try to perform or live up to what we think other people expect of us. And those are the things that we want to get rid of.
1: Mm -hmm. what about internal expectations Uh I expect me so I expect to I want to perform I want to achieve I want to be great I want to do excellent you know and I want to be an amazing pickleball player you know (laughs) what about our internal expectations
2: you know For those of us who are recovering perfectionists, and let me be clear for anybody listening, if you're thinking, oh, I'm not a perfectionist, but maybe you lean towards people-pleasing. Okay, it's the same thing. Or maybe you're just a procrastinator okay, it's just, I mean, I don't care what we call it. All of these are the same thing. They just show up a little differently. Sometimes there's a tension like, oh, well, I just, I care about excellence. Right. I care about excellence a great deal. Well, we're not saying throw that out at all. By all means, we want to honor God by being the best we can possibly be. It's when it takes on a life of its own. It's when it, you know, so you were describing to us earlier, you're enjoying pickleball. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't sound like it's taken over your life. It sounds it depends like it, on who you ask
5: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it
2: adds some value you're, you' you yeah. you're taking a balanced amount of time with it sure. you know you're kind of relaxed about it sure. it's when these things consume and become our identity and replace what God has said about us and what he who he says we are and we set expectations for ourselves that are even
1: that are not biblical
2: mm-hmm.
1: And that actually replace what Christ did on the cross for us. That's when it becomes a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And you might be watching right now, and maybe you find yourself in that really um, broken identity Mm -hmm. where you just have gone over the top, and maybe the lies of the enemy have come into your heart and deceived your thinking, your expectations, your perceptions. We would love to pray for you. So hop on the phone, get on the website. Um, I believe that Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, leads us into truth. We want to pray that where the Holy Spirit is, there's freedom. And then when you come and you pray, we want to pray with you. Make sure you grab your copy of Exhale. It's a fantastic resource that will really help you to examine some things in your heart, but also give you some strategies on how to live a more free, vibrant, and abundant life.
3: Are you suffocating under the pressures of being all things to all people? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Exhale, a life-changing book from Amy Carroll and Sherry Gregory. Rather than adding more to your to-do list, this book will show you how to lose who you're not, love who you are, and live your one life well. Start investing your life in ways that fulfill the desires of your heart and bring glory to God. We will also send you Sarah's book, In Step with the Spirit and our two CD teaching, A New You, which will help release the person of peace, power and purpose you were reborn to be. For your gift of $79 or more, we will include the new Spirit-filled Bible for women. Call or click today.
0: Welcome back to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. Now, I have a question for you. Why do you think so many women who want to follow God's plan feel they get so stuck?
5: Why? so many of us, I believe really, really want change, but change can be scary. Mm. You know, sometimes we pick the devil we know is the expression because it's more comfortable to stay where we know. And I think there's a fear element that we fear that we would try to change and not be able to. And so we stay stuck in that place. Mm. Absolutely. Well,
2: and you know, For so many women, we are expected to be all things to all people. And so if we start to make changes as God is leading, we might change what we do or don't do for other people, and that might cause them some discomfort. Like if they're used to us always helping which, at least in my case, was sometimes meddling, sometimes jumping in to fix things or rescue things too often. You know, good helping can go bad into meddling so quickly. Um, I have never had one of my children or my husband say, thank you so much for learning boundaries. It's good for you, <laughs> and ultimately, it's better for me. It just doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you might be watching right now, maybe you feel stuck you feel like I can't, I'm in this routine, I'm in this quagmire, I feel like I'm just in quicksand and I just can't, I can't get out. I can't get out. We would love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website, and of course, grab your copy of Exhale because it's one thing to receive prayer and we love to do that. But the second thing I think is very important is to have some resources, particularly this book, to give you some uh, practical steps and not just steps on what to do, extra things like you just said, but actually to evaluate what's inside me. Because I think half of the battle is what's inside
5: me, right? Absolutely. And, and how do you see that play out? Well, you know, one of my favorite stories that we wrote about in the book from the Bible was the story of Zacchaeus. And, you know, as adults, <laughs> sometimes we write off Zacchaeus' story as a children's story. That's right. the story that was told on flannel boards. Yeah, right. But Zacchaeus's story is so powerful. There was something in him that desired change, that he wanted to go. It says he wanted to go see Jesus. It doesn't say he wanted to go see what he looked like or, you know, see how tall he was, I think there was something in Zacchaeus that knew that Jesus could bring a change that he desired. And so he climbed a tree and that tree became a metaphor in my own life about all my own attempts at change in my own power but the change came when Jesus went home with Zacchaeus and i think that's that's Sweet. how it is for all of us love it jesus wants to come home with exactly. us into our everyday life he wants to to change the pieces of our everyday life and the beauty of it is that jesus doesn't sit back like this like so how are you going to do it He is the one who empowers our change. Jesus gives us the power to change. So we don't have to stay stuck and we don't have to be afraid that we won't be able to change because Jesus does the work. Mm -hmm. The other thing with Zacchaeus is he's not popular. Mm-hmm. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He really didn't worry about other people's expectations too <laughs> right, much, I guess. Yeah.
1: And nobody liked him. They didn't want him around. Right. And he's short. He's got small man complex. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that whole complex thing is important because I think every one of us have our own little versions of complexes. Yeah. Right? Inadequacy. I'm too short. I'm too fat. I'm mm-hmm. too dumb. I'm too da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So the proverbial
5: tree absolutely. And I said, Zacchaeus was short. We have shortcomings, Mm -hmm. right? And that's exactly the truth. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know,
2: I I often think of the woman at the well as another example. There's somebody who had failed so many times oh, over and over and over again. And, you know, when when Jesus asks her about her husband and she says, I have had five husbands and, you know, he responds, you know, yes, you have. And the yeah. man you have isn't isn't currently your husband. And she runs back to the town and she tells him. This man told me everything I'd ever done. And you look back, well, what did he tell her? He told her about her failed relationships. Like that was her life story, was she felt defined by all of those failures specifically in her relationships. And what I find so amazing about that encounter at the well is here, he says to her, I know about your failures. I know about your failures in your relationship. And instead of judging her, instead of distancing from her, what did he do? He revealed himself to her. Right. He made himself utterly and intimately known right. to her in deep theological mm-hmm. ways. And so he didn't pull back. He didn't judge. And so, you know, when I think of myself, because I really, I struggle with failure. I still struggle with judging myself. And, you know, the ways we can, we can respond to failure is we can try to cover it up. We can try to make up for it. That's my... Favorite, you know, I'll just try harder and try harder. And maybe yeah. in a year of doing my best, you won't remember what I did wrong. Or some of us give up. And what I think that story has taught me is you show up at the well and then we grow up because <laughs> of Jesus' love. So mm-hmm. for those of us who struggle with failure, we can become unstuck when we go to the well and we show up because Jesus is waiting
1: for us there already. Mm-hmm.
0: Showing up means growing up. Yes, showing up is growing up. (laughs) That's so good.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you might be watching right now, maybe there's failure in your life. Maybe you look back and you're like, I had failure with my finances. I had failure with my relationships. I had failure with the decisions that I made. I made poor decisions. And you just feel like there's an accumulation of failure, especially in your past, or maybe even just recently. I want to encourage you, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. And of course, grab, exhale. Is a super, super helpful resource to help you overcome um, some of that failure mentality. Sometimes it it turns into an identity. I fail, therefore I am a failure. Mm -hmm. And that's not what Jesus says. So this book would be a helpful resource for you. Plus the fact, I want to ask you, at the end of every chapter, you do a little section that says, now breathe.
0: (laughs)
5: What does that mean? Well, have you ever done that study where there are 50 blanks to fill in and, and 10 activities to do to get it right? We decided for... For us mm-hmm. and for the women like us, we wanted to give them one thing to do at the end of every chapter. And so the Now Breathe is an activity, but it's one thing to help us move forward and focus. Mm-hmm. And how does that feel like?
1: Why, why breathe? Why use the term breathe? You know, one
2: of the things that Amy taught me years ago as my message development co- coach was this concept called square breathing. And it is, you're probably familiar with it, simply inhaling for four, holding it for four, exhaling for four, and then holding it again for four. And, you know, really all it does is just give us a little bit of time for a reset to calm the anxiety, to let all those pressures and all the uh, the loud internal soundtracks uh, kind of disappear. And so really what we're trying to help ourselves and our readers do is just re- restore that natural rhythm of breathing in the Holy Spirit, exhaling out whatever, you know, whatever is negative in our lives and just really take that pause so that the Holy Spirit can do the transforming work in their lives. It's mm-hmm. not about what we do. Mm-hmm. It's about what he's doing in us.
1: I'm going to leverage into that too. Cause you know, in John 20 verse 22, Jesus mm-hmm. breathed yeah. on his disciples mm-hmm. and said, receive Holy Spirit. Mm. And if you know Genesis 2, verse 7, it says, God breathed into man. And that word breathe is spirit. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. what it is in in Hebrew. And it's the idea of when you say breathe in Holy Spirit, I mean, man became a living being Mm -hmm. when God breathed into man. Mm -hmm. So I think there's much to be said about the pause and the breath. And you might be watching right now, and I just want to take a moment to ask you to pause. I get it. (laughs) we have reminders on our phones. We have alarms that go off. We have deadlines we've got to do. We've got our checklist. We've got, I've got my own little notebook. This is my little tiny notebook, you know, to cross my to-do list. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But at the same time, if we don't pause, if we don't breathe, if we don't inhale, Jesus breathed on them. If we don't receive Holy Spirit, then family, family, we're just gonna stay on this gerbil wheel. It's gonna be endless. And the enemy wants us to stay on a gerbil wheel because if we do that, we will not be who God has made us to be and we will not do what God has designed us to do. And I think the enemy tries to get in, to steal, to kill and destroy, to distort your perceptions, to distort, to tweak, to undermine your identity. We want to pray for you, that Holy Spirit would come alongside, be your advocate against the accuser, that the Holy Spirit would comfort you against Satan condemning you, and Holy Spirit would give you truth against Satan deceiving you. So hop on the phone, get on the website, take a breath, grab your copy of Exhale. God has an amazing design for you.
3: Are you suffocating under the pressures of being all things to all people? For your gift of $39 or more, we will send you Exhale, a life-changing book from Amy Carroll and Sherry Gregory. Rather than adding more to your to-do list, this book will show you how to lose who you're not, love who you are, and live your one life well. Start investing your life in ways that fulfill the desires of your heart and bring glory to God. We will also send you Sarah's book, In Step with the Spirit, and our two CD teaching, A New You, which will help release the person of peace, power, and purpose you were reborn to be. For your gift of $79 or more, we will include the new Spirit-filled Bible for women. Call or click today.
1: so happy that you have joined our program today. Amy, would you pray for our audience that they
5: would really Mm -hmm. sense Holy Spirit with them? I would love that. Well, you just heard Sarah talk about just the importance of the inhale of the Holy Spirit so we can exhale. And I think it's this time in our lives, following this pandemic and all the hardships that some of you have suffered during this time, that's particularly important. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you into every space where this is being watched, into every living room, every office space. Would you fill it? Would you fill us to overflowing? Stir up the Holy Spirit within us, bring us comfort. Help us to know that you are the one that is empowering us to change, to embrace a new kind of living where we, where we walk fully in the calling that you've given us. And we slough off all these extra things, these expectations and activities that we've taken on for ourselves that are cluttering our lives up and keeping us from following you fully. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, help us. In your precious name, Jesus, amen.
0: Amen. And I want you to do this. I want you to say today is the best day of my life because Jesus lives big in me.
1: That's right. And you know, if you have a need in your life, we would love for you to pick up the phone, give us a call, hop on the website. We know that God answers prayer and nothing is impossible with God. Remember Luke 137, God can do all things.